Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of A Sandwich and Some Lovin'. Man, we are getting close to wrapping up a year here on the podcast. Almost the end of 2018. I'm Kelly Raspberry Evans, along with my husband. Hello, I'm Alan. And thank you for spending... Part of your evening, part of your morning, whenever you choose to listen to the podcast with us. Babe, that is such a ridiculous intro. And Why? I've been doing it now for a year and a half, but should I change that or should I just keep rolling with it? I was just trying to mix it up a little and say something different. No, yours is always good. Oh. Mine's always wheels off. Well, well, you just do the same thing every time. Yeah, but... Change I? it up in 2019. Really? Or not. I don't care. It doesn't offend me that you do that. There's other things you do that are way more offensive that you don't care about changing. So change <laughs> like, that. Like I don't know. Just different things. Well, let's but, talk. Well, 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 hold on. Let's let's talk about that for just a second. Well, the, what is this podcast all about, and why would you say that I'm offensive? Well, the podcast is about relationships. It's about you know the issues that come up in day to day life, our opinions on stuff, our observations on other stuff. Initially, it was about blending families, but can't talk about that every week yeah uh, we'll talk a little bit about some parenting stuff later tonight so why would you uh, infer or insinuate that your husband is offensive you sometimes? do some offensive things like what you know what that? do i do on this podcast because well, we, do- we need to warn our audience this is a pg 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 13 pg 13 podcast no when you uh, do the mic checks but that doesn't make it on the podcast broadcast that just makes it to the people that watch the facebook live when we record it they get to hear your vulgar mic check uh things but you're not gonna change that so i just no i'm not gonna change that speaking of hmm. the kid craddock uh highlight reel went live today yes and noticeably a sandwich and some loving sound check bit that they did show in the uncensored version mm-hmm. was cut told you vulgar it was too vulgar it was, for the mass audience however cut they did leave in a part where I was making fun of JC and now a mother uh, messaged me that she had to explain her, the birds and the bees to her child because of me tonight. So that was fun. Let's do the dad is home dance. What happened was JC has a six. The, the I work dad with is on, home dance. I work with JC on the Kid Craddock morning show and he has a six year old boy and a four year old girl and they went to see a movie. It was one of these cartoon movies. The uh, what's that one with the, uh, the superheroes that are kids. The Incredibles. No, no. The other one. It's, it's a Cartoon Network show. Oh. Um, I can't remember it. Uh, oh, my kids watch it. I know. It's it's the kid. It's like it's supposed to be like a little Robin and. Uh, Somebody help us out. The, the the black guy superhero. Whoa. Well, he's, I'm just telling you, I know. And they say he sounds like Big Al whenever anybody calls on the radio station. How come every black guy's got to sound like Big Al? That's what the people say when they call in. There's a little Robin. There's a girl that's black and purple that flies. What is the name of that cartoon? Anyway, at the very end of it, I can't believe we as can't a joke, the, the, the character looks at the camera and tells everybody, "Hey, kids, now go ask your parents where babies come from." So, <laughs> Teen Titans go. Teen Titans go. Thank you. And 
so JC's six-year-old got in the car and said, you know, Daddy, where did babies come from? And rather than avoid answering, JC told him at six, it told them both at six and four where babies come from. And I was like, wow, that's a little early. I and, mean, and, and at six and four, right? Six and four. Yeah. And he was trying to, you know, make me feel bad that he was, you know, he's, he's talked to other people and they said he did, you know, medical professionals say he did the right thing. I'm like at six and four, that's a lot to handle. Mm -hmm. So anyway, JC at, later on the show does this. Uh, he said, every time I come home from school, I do the daddy's home dance and my kids run out and it's like our little tradition. Should I try to demonstrate? You can go ahead. We do the daddy's home dance. The daddy's home dance. I mean, just kind of loop yeah, that. Yeah, it's over and over. Right? Yeah, right, right. And so this was on Kid Nation Extra, which is not for radio. And this was like something we just do. You you know, who's going to find it? Not a lot of people. And usually it's adults watching it. So as a joke, I started saying, <laughs> go ahead. You do your part. <laughs> the daddy's home dance. <laughs> you do the daddy's home dance. The daddy's home dance. And you stick your penis in her vagina. Get into it though, babe. And that's how you make a baby. <laughs> Who cares if you're six and four? <laughs> because you have the right to know. Anyway, babe, it was just, he, was at, he so, was so mad at me. So defeated. And it, I was just having fun. He and, was and so Al, defeated. Of course, Big Al and I are about to pee in our pants. We're laughing so hard because the matter he got, the funnier we thought it was. <laughs> anyway, that made it on the end of real. If y'all want to go watch it, I have it on my Facebook page. It's the 2018 Best of Kid Craddock Year in Review, minus Al Allen's vulgar mic check. I don't know why they took that out. But the penis and the vagina you can say, made it. You can say penis and exactly. vagina, but I, can't, exactly. but I can't say what I said. Exactly. So there you go. Don't watch it with your children if you don't want to have that No. Talk. Don't watch it with your children. But I will tell you why you should not listen to this podcast. Well, hold on. Are we going to do the lineup or what? We can, but I'm going to tell you right now why you should not listen to the podcast. If you don't like movie spoilers, if you have not seen a movie we're going to discuss in a minute, you have to, you just have to turn off the podcast. But if you've seen it, we can all discuss it, right? So we're going to spoil this movie. We're going to tell you right but now. But we're going to tell you we're going to review a movie. It's called A Star is Born. We went to see it today finally because it's literally on its last leg before it goes to the dollar theater and then, you know, to video on demand on your TV or the red box. Do they still have the red box? I don't know. I don't, I don't think yeah, so. I but. think they do. I think my parents still use the red box. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it because Alan, my husband, ever since we saw that movie has gotten madder and madder about it. I'm angry. I've had to listen to it all night. I'm fuming. Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm fuming. Yes. So we're going to talk about it, and we're going to ruin it for you and there's, if you haven't seen the movie. Hey, there are some good reasons why I'm going to take a different stance than a lot of people have taken about this movie. A lot of people say they love it. Oh, I love this movie. Well, this movie's great. I have, a, I have an opinion on that, too. No, I didn't, I not exactly, so much. Not as much as yours. But I, I wasn't as bowled over by the movie as a lot of people are. But again, I've got reasons behind that, too. Okay, we'll get we're into gonna that. We're going to get to that. We'll get into that. And we're also going to talk about... Well, hold on. We'll get into that, too, here in just a second. But we got other stuff to, to, to tease. I know. We're also going to talk about parenting. Oh, really? And I know we've all heard of the term helicopter parenting, the parents that hover over their children and protect them, you know, that, that are always, you know, there all the time, helicopter. Right. Have you heard of lawnmower parenting? 
No. We're going to talk about that. I've heard of motorboating. Not the same. Not when it comes to parenting. But we're going to get to all that. But first, let us take care of a little business. Let's take care of some business. I, I stole your line. Yeah, that's okay, babe. Hey, you you can do it. That's part fine. of the day's the day's podcast. Before we mind. get to the part that you that we're going to spoil for you and make you turn off, is brought to you by Liquid IV. Do you drink enough water? You might think you do. You might drink a couple glasses today and say, you know what, I'm good. But listen, three out of four people every day go through dehydration. If you have a dry mouth, if you're just thirsty, that's an obvious sign. Do you have muscle fatigue? Bad breath. Is your urine dark? Your urine's supposed to be clear. Did you know that? Brain fog, dry skin. If you don't go to the bathroom enough, there's even more reasons. You're probably suffering from de- dehydration. I was so dehydrated after the Christmas party. Mine was purple. Ew. What were you drinking? It can also cause, dehydration can also cause brain fog. I already said all that. Confusion. You didn't say brain Not, fog and yeah, confusion. I, I said brain fog. You didn't say confusion. I'm confused. I, didn't say confusion. I need more liquid IV in my life. But liquid IV can help multiply your hydration adding just one stick of liquid iv hydration multiplier to 16 ounces of water provides the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water so you're doubling and even tripling your water intake because if you're like me i'm not a big water drinker so what i drink has to matter if you're big into exercise if you travel a lot if you party a lot during the holidays liquid iv can make a difference for you it has three times the electric lights Five essential vitamins, tastes great, and again, two to three times more hydration than drinking just a regular bottle of water. And every time you buy Liquid IV, you help others do the same. They've donated over half a million servings of Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier to people who suffer from a lack of drinking water around the world. That's a lot of Liquid IV. We love it. We know you will, too. Yep. And our listeners right now get 20% off. Babe, they have to go to liquid-iv.com when you use our promo code sandwich sandwich go to liquid-iv.com enter our promo code sandwich to get your savings and start becoming hydrated hydrated today liquid iv oh, no, liquid dash don't forget the dash liquid-iv.com promo code sandwich thank you i'm being told by some of the uh, viewers that we have here on our live recording that i'm going to dehydrate myself by drinking soft drinks yeah and alan does drink a lot of soft drinks a is lot that, of diet a and w you what? have to balance that with more liquid iv more liquid water. iv hashtag the ads over but yeah. yeah is that why my pee is purple could be all right so alan and i had a bit of a date day We were going to go to a matinee, but we had a little time to kill. So we went back and had a little sushi at the restaurant where we first met on our very first Bumble date at a restaurant called Densetsu. Yep. And Alan tends to get a little sentimental every time we go there. (laughs) We ate and it was fine. Everything was fine. It was not eventful. Nothing really much happened. No, not really. But as we're getting ready to leave and Alan's paying the tab... (laughs) I believe you got a little misty-eyed. No, I didn't get misty-eyed. You got a little sentimental. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. What what, what happened? I don't remember. You were like, babe, this place is just always so special for me. (laughs) Good memories here, babe. Is that what I said? You don't remember leaning back and saying that? Uh, I guess I do I'm paraphrasing. I guess I do now. But you got a little misty-eyed. Was that okay? That's okay. You're way more sentimental than I am. Would you, 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 yeah, you got that right. Which is bringing us to the, the movie we went to see, the matinee. Oh, Everybody's gosh. been telling us 
you know, we, we wanted to go, we had to choose between Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born. We chose Bohemian Rhapsody when we went. A few weeks a ago. A couple weeks we ago. Lo- we loved, loved that it. movie. It was great. That was a great movie. But then I had problems with the movie. Remember? I yeah. thought they rushed the storyline a but great I, deal. But I understood your problems with it. You, you you thought that they, yeah, they rushed, they rushed it. They left a lot of detail out. So much detail left out. Just right. boom. we are got a new band member. Boom. We got a record now, deal. Boom. We're writing these songs. It just didn't make sense. It wasn't a documentary. It was, it was a, not. But still, you thought there could be more detail. Right. Now, we're going to spoil A Star is Born for you up one side and down the other. Yeah. So if you, okay, look. It is a remake. If you've seen the two previous stars, is A Star is Born. I had never seen them. The first one most people haven't seen. I believe that stars Judy Garland. Whoa. The one with, yeah, it's very old. I think it was Judy Garland. But the one with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, you know basically how this is going to go. It's been adapted, although I just found out that Jennifer Lopez and Will Smith were talking about doing A Star is Born. Oh, wonderful. But it didn't, it didn't materialize, and this is what happened instead. Oh. So anyway, that would have been a very different take on A Star is Born. I think it would have been more of a hip-hop take on it, but I digress. So anyway, you know basically what's going to happen, except for my husband. He had no clue. I, I so, had no clue anything about the storyline. So he was going in blind. I was going in knowing this ain't going well. So let me just say, if you want to turn off the podcast or fast forward the next, what, 15 I, minutes? I don't think we'll talk about it that long. But okay, give it 10. 10. About 10 minutes. And if you come back in 10 and we're saying anything resembling Lady Gaga or what's his face? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper or anything about stars and borning, fast forward again. But we're going to get started and we're going to ruin it. Yeah. Okay? So here we go. It started off with my husband and me. We were just sitting there in our reclining seats. We didn't get popcorn. We had a lot of Densetsu. And we're in the gigantic, just to paint a visual picture, we're in the right. gigantic digital theater. There were it four, could seat, four, four people in there. Yeah, it could seat probably 500. Yeah. It's, you know, matinee, two o'clock in the afternoon. And let's be honest, everybody that's seen A Star is Born, is, everybody who wants to see has probably seen it at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so we, you know, I go in there with kind of, I guess I wouldn't say zero expectation, but I've heard so much bluster and positivity about this movie. Well, you were expecting it to be great. I was expecting it to be great. Right, because we were told you cannot wait you, until it comes out on the You've got to see this. You've got to see it at the on movie the theater. Screen. You can't, you've got to see it. If you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody and you enjoyed that, then you've got to see this. Right, that's what we were told. That's what we've been told by a lot of people. So I was expecting to be. Why am I getting so very, fired up right now? Because you were very angry. You've, like I said, you've progressively gotten angry. I have. So I went in thinking it was going to be really good, knowing it's going to not end well. Alan just expecting it to be good. It was just for me. It was okay. And I told people one of the reasons I put it off is because I didn't feel like be getting down. It's the holidays and there's enough stress with the holidays. And I don't want to cry and be upset and be emotional and not be able to function the rest of the day. I have either lost every ounce of emotion and feeling and sensitivity because I didn't even tear up. I didn't either. I don't know. I just... What do you want to say about it, baby? You've had a lot of opinions to write down. You're saying nothing. Well, I'm waiting for you to finish. I'm just, I don't have as strong of opinion as you. My opinion is it was just okay. I was um, really impressed. What the funny part to me was we were listening to Bradley Cooper and his accent. And Alan says, man, he sounds just like 
Sounds, sounds like um, sounds like Sam Elliott. He sounds just like Sam Elliott. I was like, oh his, my gosh. Kind of got did... this gravelly rock star voice, kind of like Sam Elliott. And not two minutes later, who pops on the screen? Hey, this is Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah. We didn't, I didn't know Sam Elliott was in it. So that was kind of funny that we, it, he sounded just like Sam Elliott, who plays his older brother. Okay, here's the deal. And that was fine. Here, I was just not blown away by the movie. Here, That's my opinion. Here's the deal. I've seen a lot of sad movies in my day. And I can count on one hand the, the movies that have made me cry. Okay, so I don't cry a lot in movies. I've seen a few. E.T. Cried in E.T. A Passion of the Christ. Cried oh in A Passion my gosh. of the Christ. Sobbed okay, like a baby for days. Okay, um, Forrest Gump. I cried in Forrest Gump. Really? And Forrest was at Jenny's gravesite. Yeah. Oh, I forgot she died. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. But all those movies, okay, they had sad parts. It's okay being sad in a movie. But then usually Hollywood turns it around and says, all right, we're going to we're going to you're going to leave the theater kind of feeling. Yeah, like there's some hope in the world. I have never seen a more beat down story than A Star is Born. If you've got in here, here's here's what why it hit me hard. Oh, is you get mad. If, well, I'm not mad. I'm just I, I'm just got a, I got a passionate opinion here. If, if you've got if you know anybody, either yourself or a friend or family member who has struggled with alcoholism, drug abuse, depression, losing a family, uh, losing a, a loved one through, you know, death. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people that that affects a lot of people. Right. And I guess why I just didn't like this story is because I I just had a friend who passed away at a young age because of alcoholism. Know, Alan, but you can't. This is a drama. I know. I know it's a dramatization, but. Okay, I so was. It's too close for home for you. Kind of close, but but they had the story cruising along, and I was okay with it. I was, was okay, okay with it, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, Bradley Cooper's going to lose his hearing, and he's been this rock star his whole life. You knew it was going to end bad, but you thought that's what. It yeah, was. and I thought, oh, he's just going to lose his hearing, and then he's not going to be able to communicate with with Lady Gaga, and you know, she's still going to be the star, but they're still going to be kind of a happy ending because they'll end up together. Not so much. He feeds the dog the steak, and freaking goes hangs himself. I Alan thought that was, was a bunch of crap. I was very bothered by that. I was like, that's disturbing. I was just and thought. The, and, and the reason he did that was yeah. because of this comment the manager made. Right. Right. Come I on. Just thought, I, thought, I thought it was very unrealistic. Unre- and what really got him, Alan said for him, the movie was fine up until the Grammys scene. Oh, c- yeah. That was so over the top. See, okay. I, they lost me long before that. It's okay. I think in this, in this movie, in my opinion, it would be okay for him to go up and embarrass himself and embarrass her. That was part of the story. He needed that. He's at the bottom moment so he can go to AA and help himself. Okay. Get that. But did he need to go up there and pee in his pants? Well, peeing is the ultimate low point, I would think. That's what they were trying it to just, get to. It just did not seem in keeping with the rest of the story. The rest of the story was pretty authentic. And that's why I, think, I didn't think And so. I think that's why I have a problem with it, because it's so... I mean, life is tough enough, man. I don't want to go pay to go be beat down in a movie. <laughs> and that's why I felt when I, I told Kelly when I left that movie, I was like, my butt cheeks have been clenched up the whole movie. I've just been sitting in my seat like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my yeah. God, this is horrible. This the, is horrible. And the thing was, is when, you know, I posted like, I'm on a date with my husband on my Instagram stories. And then suddenly people started messaging me. Oh, my gosh, this is my favorite movie I've ever seen. I've seen it twice. I cried for two days over it. I'm sitting there going, what is wrong with me? Because I don't 
have that opinion at all. And I think part of it is I'm a victim of the hype because there's no way it can measure up to all the hype people. If you went to see it when it first came out, before everybody had talked about it, you might have been way more enthusiastic about it than you would be seeing it when we are, when it's about to go to the... To, you know, because everybody's built it up and there's no way it could live up to our expectations. Yeah, but to me, it wasn't even a sad story. It was just a beat-down story. story. And I just thought, again, just like Bohemian Rhapsody, I know they have to edit a lot out for the sake of time and it was still a two-hour whatever movie. But I'm just like, there were a lot of blanks that were filled in for me. They just were suddenly, she's performing at a gay bar and singing a French song, which is fine. And he is just suddenly so taken with her that he takes her on stage. That just doesn't, that's just not real. That all happened pretty quick. It didn't, it didn't happen that way. And I don't know. And then just face, the way she rose to fame and was so quick to abandon everything that was real to her. In, in one scene, she went from wanting to stay true to herself to dyeing her hair red and, you know, getting all the backup dancers and booty shaking and singing about guys' butts. I'm like, come on, come on, you know? I just wasn't like I said. It. I know that they had to. It just wasn't a great movie. If you want to be beaten down, watch the news. But I, I, I don't want to go to. A, I don't want to go to a movie and be beaten but down. Even his death scene wasn't that deep for me. Oh my god! Did it? It wasn't that big. Of, I mean, it was just. I knew it was coming, so maybe that's part of it. But I just, they just didn't get me with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry well, if I I'll don't love what, the movie like y'all do if you're listening to You don't to this have to podcast. be sorry. We have an opinion and we're entitled to it. But you're mad. Well, I'm just... I'm just disappointed. I don't know. I guess it's it's like you say. It's because of the hype. It's been drilled into me that you're going to love this movie. And I went in thinking, hey, this is going to be pretty good. And I left feeling like I just got in a fight. And I was just beaten down. That's how I felt. Yeah. And, and like we were, I was saying, we were eating dinner at the end of the night at Buffalo Wild Wings. And by the way, I'm having my colonoscopy Saturday and I forgot I'm not supposed to eat vegetables. And I put, popped a carrot stick in my mouth. And what did I do before I swallowed it? I spit it all out in my napkin. I was so gross. But anyway, I digressed again. So while we're sitting there, Alan's getting madder and madder <laughs> talking about this movie. And we get in the car and he said, and you know what? After I go see movies with songs in them, what do I do? I buy the soundtrack. We didn't even get out of the parking lot of The Greatest Showman before you had downloaded the entire soundtrack. Yep. Alan said, I'm not buying this soundtrack. I have no desire to buy that I soundtrack. I might have bought that song shallow, but now I'm no. mad about the way he died. I'm not buying that either. You know why I'm not going to buy the soundtrack? Because if I buy it and listen to it, I'm going to think of this guy being a drunk his entire career and then him hanging himself. I mean, look, how many, this, this happens in real life. Like how many, how many, uh, rock star, how many rock stars from our generation have done this? Right. And it's sad. It is sad, but it's true. And that does yeah, happen. I sure. just don't think they did a great job fleshing it out. Right. In my opinion. But that's real life. If I'm going to go pay and go to a movie and be entertained, I want to be entertained. Now the mute, now here's the good part. The music was good. I mean, the music was good. She can sing. She we can know, sing. We know that. But was the music good? <laughs> well, but, but that's debatable as well. That's debatable. She can sing. He sang fine. But was the were, were the songs actually good? But I'm just the type of dude. If I'm gonna pay to go see a movie, I want to be entertained. I want to laugh. I can cry, but I want to laugh at the end, and I want to leave feeling good. You want to leave with some hope, or I want to be excited, or yeah. But I don't want to leave feeling. Good 
God, that, that was, was awful. You remember that movie Leaving Las Vegas with Nicolas yes. Cage? Yes. That's what that movie reminded me of. Yeah, that was dark. Yes. You know what? And you know what the commonalities between those two are? Everybody dies. He was drunk the whole time. Yeah, but he was, that was the point of the movie. He was trying to drink himself to death. Right. That was his goal. Right. I went to see Leaving Las Vegas on a first date oh, with somebody. Oh, That was a first date. Oh. You talk about heavy. That's a beatdown. Don't go to that. Yeah. So but sorry. Sorry if you loved it. Good. I'm glad you did, but we didn't. We just didn't. I'm I couldn't get sorry. into it. I wanted to. I really did. I love Bradley Cooper. I think he's he's funny. He's he, talented. I like Lady Gaga. She was beautiful in the movie. He transformed himself. Bradley he, Cooper really was believable in what he was doing. Yes. I just didn't. It, until he went up on stage and peed in his pants. You that was yeah. I didn't buy that at all. I didn't buy that one bit. Yeah. So there's that. There you go. <laughs> we, might have, we might have lost some listeners over that. Well, if we're going to lose a listener over a movie review, sorry you about you. You're so passionate sorry, about sorry it. Sorry about you. All right. Well, not all movies can be winners, but I'm very excited. But here's the problem. Alan wants to go see The Mule with Clint Eastwood. Talk about another beat. And based movie. on the previews, I'm like, I don't want to go see that. <laughs> she doesn't want to go see I that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to be depressed, but I want to see Mary Poppins. Guess what? Alan doesn't want to see that. I don't want to see Mary Poppins. You know what? If I go see The Mule... And it has a happy ending, that will further reinforce that A Star is Born is a sorry movie. Well, because the, the previews mule, of The Mule have looked really dark. Very dark. But The Mule is also based on a true story. I know they take liberties with it. Mary Poppins, not based on a true story. Yeah. But that, and I've heard um, Aquaman a lot, that's coming out too. It's getting terrible reviews. Really? Yeah. But then again, that's too bad because I was Jason Momoa's body double. Yeah. 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 It might be your, there might not be a sequel, honey. You might have to go find other bodies to double. <laughs> so before we move on to the topic of lawnmower parenting, I might be introducing you to a new subject, but you might find out that you're either a lawnmower parent or you are not a lawnmower parent. Let's find out after we tell you about Brooklyn. And I'll tell you what, on social media, I am seeing more people tag us and say, thank you, these Brooklyn and Sheets, y'all weren't lying. These are the best sheets I've ever slept well, we, on in my life. Well, we don't lie when we're talking about this kind of stuff. No, because, you know, you spend a third of your life sleeping, hopefully, and you want to be going to bed in the best way possible, right? In, in, the, la in the bed of luxury. And this holiday season is a great time for a bedding upgrade for you or for someone you love with Brooklinen Sheets. Brooklinen. You know what, babe? You get the feeling of a five-star hotel sheet, but you don't have that five-star hotel sheet price. That's right. So it, they cut out the middleman. They cut out the middleman. Shouldn't be hard to get sheets this or that are expensive to get sheets that feel like expensive right. sheets. That's easy for me to say. Brooklyn and Sheets were named the winner of the best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. They have 30,000 plus five-star reviews, more than any other online bedding company. Half a million happy sleepers and counting. And they are tweeting us about Two it. of them right here. Brook Lennon sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets. Not only that, they have comforters, they have towels, and all of this comes with a lifetime warranty. Brooklyn is giving us an exclusive offer just for our listeners, too. You can get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code Kelly. Whoa. K-E-L-L-I-E. At brooklinen.com. Not promo code Kelly Woe, but just no, promo just code Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the only way to get $20 off free shipping, remember, 
a lifetime warranty is to use the promo code Kelly at brooklinen.com. B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code Kelly. Brooklinen, they really are the best sheets ever. All right. So I read this article, um, Reese Witherspoon, she was doing with this fast company. I've never heard about it, but I find all sorts of things on the internet when I'm searching around for stuff to talk about on the radio and on the podcast. Yes. She is 42. She is the mother of three. She has Deacon and what's her daughter's name? I suddenly forgot the daughter's name, but they are older. And then her youngest son, Tennessee, he's probably, I'm guessing, about six years old. You know, Brooke, Ava. Ava, Deacon, and then uh, Tennessee. You know, Brooke was almost a Reese. Really? That was I a, love that, that was name. A, that was a name I liked. So anyway, she was telling fast company that she is oftentimes brutally honest with her children she said i feel like i'm constantly counteracting pressure from the parents who want to make the lives of their kids golden and magical at all moments guess what kids you're going to be disappointed and uncomfortable once in a while and she gave a very specific example that could be relatable to parents who have kids who do After school, extracurricular activities, things of that nature. She said, I remember Ava crying in bed in third grade. She was on JV basketball. She was the only kid on the team who didn't score. Mm -hmm. I said, Aves, maybe you're bad at basketball. Mm. She thought that was mean. And I said, mean or true? Because guess what? Your mom's bad at basketball too. And that reminded me, that was like right between the eyes for me, at my daughter's choir concert earlier this year when she got up there and was supposed to do this little spiel at the beginning they all had to beg her to do it talk her into it she didn't want to do it she they were passing a script around she finally said maybe a sentence head down shuffling around acting and i was like i didn't tell her she did a great job afterwards i told her if you're gonna act like that don't do it because it's embarrassing and then she got all upset with me because other people in our group were telling her how great she was. And she wasn't. Right? Well, she certainly wasn't the most outgoing of the no, group. No, she was yeah. not good. And I'm not going to sit there and tell her you were the best. You were the prettiest. You were, you, you're this the star when you're not. So I was like, Reese Witherspoon kind of has my back. Okay. Well, lawnmower parenting these are parents who will do just about anything to ensure kids don't have to deal with any type of struggle. Okay. They don't have to face adversity. They don't have to struggle ever, ever. You don't want them to ever fail because heaven forbid they fail and cry and get their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. So, inst- But by doing this, instead of preparing children for challenges, they mow obstacles down so kids don't experience them in the first place. Oh. And then what happens when they grow up? Well, they run into a problem. They got they run a problem. into a lot of problems. Yeah. Are you a lawnmower parent? Just because I fussed at my daughter, or, you know, and didn't praise her because she didn't do great in the choir, I might thought, be guilty of some other things that lawnmower parents would do. And you might too, honey. Let's read down the list. Okay. There, I'm sure there's more, but these are the ones that are in this article okay, that I read. If, let's see if we do this. As soon as your child texts that they left something behind, you are on your way to school. Whether you're in the middle of something else whether or not you'll be late for work if you stop by the school. Even if you already told them no, all they need to do is just ask a little bit harder, maybe cry and whine a little bit, and then you cave in. Nope. Depends on how important it is. In my but case, see, I've, in my case, I've got to drive a 30 freaking mile round trip. Again, it depends on how important it is, but they should suffer the consequences. And then next time they'll remember, right. oh, I got a zero last time. 
Yeah. You know, they have to suffer consequences. Yeah. There's this fine line between, to me, between, especially with school stuff and getting all your stuff together. That's teaching them responsibility. Between, you know, what is your responsibility and what is my responsibility as a parent to remind you or help you do those things, especially when your kids get to be kind of like teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, and my philosophy is I try to, I try to empower the kid to start making decisions on their own. That's kind of my, what I try to do. I'm right. not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying that's what I try that's to okay. do. I'm trying to let the teenager be responsible enough to remember to bring stuff and remember to do their homework. And I shouldn't have to be there over your shoulder telling you to do your homework, remember all your stuff you got to take back to school, because that's your responsibility. Now, if you're six years old, like Dylan, he needs a little more help. But in my opinion, when you get to be 13, 12, 13, 14 years old, that's when... The teachers also are a little bit more lenient when they are six years old. Right, right. But when they're junior high and high school, that's a zero. That's too bad. And you'll know better next time. Right. But that's... I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm not one to help, but that's not on me. If you forget your homework and you get a zero and you're in the, you're in the, uh, you're in the eighth grade, you know, now here's where I'm guilty on this one, picking up their room for them, doing their laundry for them, cleaning up their dinner plates for them. I am guilty of that because I will ask them to do it. And I'll ask them again. There's a lot of maid service. And I'll ask here. them again. There's a lot of maid service. And I here. finally just say, screw it. <laughs> and I do it. And I'm about, I, I, the other night, I halfway put my foot down with Emma Kelly, who again, about eight o'clock on Sunday night, comes whining to me that she needs all of her laundry done. I was like, okay, for you, that means you bring, you bring down your clothes and you go to bed, and I'm up because washing laundry takes about an hour. Drying the laundry takes about another hour. Folding the laundry is going to take me another 20 minutes or so. So while you're off to bed, that's me stuck doing that. So I said, I'm teaching you how to do your laundry. But you know what? Here's, so, here's but the- here's what happened. I brought her down. I taught her how to do the laundry. She goes up to bed an hour later. Who's in there drying and folding laundry? Me. No. I failed. You, because all she has to do is learn if she waits to do her laundry Sunday night that late and she's the one that's responsible to do it, she's going to mess up one time and then say, oh man, I don't want to be up doing laundry till 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday. I'm going to get down there and do it earlier. That's the whole thing. I, know. I remember I remember when we first got married and, and Nanny Laura was kind of telling me, you know, Emma Kelly's really hard to get up in the morning. Yeah. You know? And I, I was like, whoa, okay. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. And it's Emma Kelly's job to get up in the morning, not my job to go up there and get her up in the morning. So I, again, put the response, put the anus on her, put the onus on her to get up in the morning. And if she wants to get to school on time, she'll meet me downstairs at the door, ready to walk out the door to get to school on time. You know, and that, that was my philosophy with Emma Kelly. She's Johnny, Johnny on the spot. From the beginning, she's been Johnny on the spot. I never had to go up there and, and wake her up. Well, not one our, time. Both of not our one girls, time. The, they, they, tick me off because I will I've been doing their laundry for them I say you bring it down because I'm not going in your closets I'm not looking at your laundry baskets you bring it down and I'll do it that's what I've been doing but my problem is what I do is I wash it fold it put it back in their laundry baskets neatly and I take it upstairs and say you girls put your laundry up do they put their laundry up no what they do is dig through the clean laundry 
until it's all wrinkled and ruined and then start putting dirty laundry on top of clean laundry. And the next thing I know, they're bringing down the whole basket again. In the bottom half, it's all the clean laundry that I'd already washed and hadn't been worn. And then this tops the mess. I'm not doing that anymore. I wouldn't. (laughs) Not at those girls' ages. But it's the room situation it gets on my nerves but, but that's you, my that's my issue and the dinner plates i'm like i don't understand how <laughs> y'all can bring your dinner plates stick them all in the sink it takes one extra movement to put them in the dishwasher they're gonna think this is the complaining issue uh complaining <sighs> episode know, of it a sandwich is and some other. but i mean there's there's gonna have to be some changes because i'm i'm i don't want to be a lawnmower parent yes you blame their teachers for their bad grades at a parent teacher conference you're more likely to blame teachers for not teaching your child correctly or thoroughly rather than turning to your child and evaluating whether they're doing everything they can to succeed in school. I'm not guilty of that one. I don't one. think I've ever blamed a teacher for anything. A lot of people do blame the teachers. Talk to teachers. Really? I've had a p- teacher tell me how much she appreciated the fact that I was sort of hands-off because Emma Kelly was having some issues with another student and then with another teacher. And I was like, you need to figure this out. Because in life, you've got to figure out how to deal with difficult people. And mommy can't fix true, it all. True that. You've got to learn how to work with people who are difficult. You deal with difficult people on this podcast. I'm difficult. And people have to learn how to work with me. Because their mommy's not going to come in and fix it with me either. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very proud of my daughter. Because when she whines to me about something, she had a situation at school. I said, then you take care of it. And she did. Good. And I was very proud of her for That's that. That's part of, part of learning. Part of growing up. Uh, you push for them to be in classes or activities above their level. So raise your hand if you're calling the school to ask that your child be put in an honors class rather than regular because it'll boost their confidence. That what now? Like you want difference. them to be, you don't want them to be in honors? You want them to be in the you regular You want them class? to be in honors rather. That seems like it's the opposite. Or you're assuring their karate instructor, yes, they actually do deserve the next belt despite not meeting the requirements. If you're not, oh. you're not mowing down potential struggles and adversities for your kids in these cases for the sake of boosting their self-esteem and confidence, you could actually be setting them up for failure in situations. To me, a, hell, or a uh, lawnmower parent just sounds like you just, you want the kid to be given everything. Yeah. You don't want to earn anything. Right. You just want to be given everything. Right. You handle any type of situation that might make them uncomfortable by talking for them. I have another problem with this. Oh, yeah. When you think your child is too shy to order what they want in the restaurant, you say, he'll have the grilled cheese. We're working on that, getting our children to order for themselves. And my problem is speaking to adults. I have a serious problem when an adult speaks to one of our children and they look at the ground and don't speak. I just, I don't know what to do about that. That bothers me. Comes with uh, growing up and learn, you, learning the, the right things to do. you have to teach them. Right. Speak. Right. You break up fights between friends and siblings before they're resolved. Again, I let them fight it out a good deal until it gets to the point where there's blood drawn. Now, I might be guilty of this, especially with the boys. You know, I, I can tell by the way they're picking on each other or talking to each other. If I don't step in. They're going to be in in five minutes. They're going to be over there wrestling on the floor and Cole's going to be giving Dylan the atomic drop right. and it's going to end in tears. So I, I step in those really quick. So what, what are, what are we saying here that I'm you supposed to let in. them, I'm supposed to let them. It can be tough and even annoying to watch your kids yes, fight. Yes. So as a lawnmower parent, you typically tend to intervene rather than letting the fight rage on and get worse before it gets better. That's what you I find do. find a way to remove the catalyst and redirect the kids to something else. But sometimes you got to let them fight it out. Man, and I they let do them, that all I let them the fight time. It out. I do. I let them fight it out to a point. But you step in quicker than I do, I think, on that. I do because I've seen those. You don't want it to get to that. I've point. seen those fights end in blood. 
I've seen them end in tears. I know. I know. I've seen them end with screaming and throwing things at each other. I know. I mean, yeah. So uh, they also have to learn how to resolve. I just don't think they have the maturity right now to resolve some differences. You spend your hours Googling math equations and science facts to help with homework, which basically you're doing the homework for them. When it's, whether it's your child's nightly homework or a big project that's due, you rush to help them even when you have no idea what they're actually doing. Instead of telling your child to check their textbooks, do your own research, refer to your class notes, you'd rather help them out. In other words, do it mostly for them to make sure the work is perfect. No. Their homework is always on them. If yeah. they need help in, in there, and I can tell they're struggling or they ask for my help, I'm happy to help. But their homework is their responsibility. Yeah, I already been through school. Yeah, I've been through lots of school. My mother sat up with, she helped me one time with one project, and that was carving teeth out of soap. I did not know what I was doing. And with a knife and a bar of soap, she did help me with that. That is the one and only time Connie Raspberry helped me with any school project whatsoever. I was on my own. And I thought that taught me a lot. Now, I was a terrible procrastinator. I remember sitting up till 4 o'clock in the morning reading Gone with the Wind because I had a report due the next day. But my bad, you know, she can't read it for me. Yep. Uh, Your child crumbles in the face of failure. At any point, your child feels overwhelmed, anxious, or like they failed or will fail at something, they lose it. Because you're handling so many aspects of their life for them, coddling them when they need something and resolving issues for them, they have no idea how to do any of that for themselves when you're not around. This results in tears, fears, probably tantrums if they're little. I don't think we've seen too much of that. No. That's really interesting, babe. I've heard lawnmower parenting, helicopter parenting, but lawnmower parenting. I, I don't. I think we I do heard a, that a decent job. I'm guilty of a couple of those, but I'm going to work on it. Your thing is, here's Kelly's deal. Kelly likes things, and, and I'm the same way, but Kelly likes things to be neat and straight. And well, I'm the same way. right now, if I, took this, if I took you around the house right now, when it's Christmas time, that's all out the window. But I've got she, boxes, wrapping paper, scissors taped everywhere. This is a place is a disaster. But if she doesn't get help doing something as, as far as tidying up, she'll do it herself. Because she's right. like, okay, screw this. I I'm just going to fix it myself. And that, I'm and not I th- OCD. It's just no, you're not OCD at I all. Don't, no. I don't like... I feel like the house is calmer. I am calmer when things are just neat. It just, it's a, it's a more sense of peace. And so, you know, I just feel that way. Turmoil on the outside results in turmoil on the inside for me. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to work together. Fist bump. Will you fist bump me? No, I don't fist bump. I don't How's that the same bump. as high-fiving? Because no, I'm not your buddy. Handshake? I'm your husband. Handshake? No, we don't handshake. You can hug me. You can kiss me. Will you help me with the girls getting yeah, to be more responsible for their rooms and laundry? I'll do my best. I told Kelly, and I, we're not going to be able kiss to... Kiss on it? Yes. Mwah. We can kiss on it's it. It's a deal. What did, what did I tell you the other day? There's only, there's only three things you need to do to make me happy. Two of them I can remember, but one of them I can't. One of them was, talk to you sometimes like I talk to George, because <laughs> you know the way I talk to uh, Larry. Oh, jo- I said George, because when Alan and I first started dating, it was George. And I would talk to him like George, and I'd just tell George how much I love him. I love and it. now I've got Larry, Larry. I wish someone had talked to me like that. I love you so good. He said, talk to me like you talked to Larry. God, I wish I could remember the other one. Was it, did it have the, something the, to make with, like, was it food or something? The second one was, let you let me put my boobs in your face. <laughs> that was number two. I, I told Kelly uh, to make me really happy. You could give me a reverse motorboat, which is just like, I guess you motorboating me. Yeah. You want me to put my boobs in your face. Right. And I cannot remember the third one. I God, I can't remember the third one. I think one. you stunned me with the boob comment so much. I can't remember. I know. The third one. I think the other one was really innocent, but you were 
appalled. Taken aback. You, you, it was so uh, appalling. You can't remember the third one. <laughs> I can't, babe. And I'm not even drinking tonight. I'm drinking Diet A&W root beer tonight. Not even drinking my, uh, my customary bourbon. That's two uh, podcasts in a row you haven't drunk. Have you noticed this all started with um, your party? Your I know, Christmas party? man. Oh, y'all. <sighs> Don't mix martinis and red wine. And then, you know, seeing that real uplifting movie today where the guy drank himself to you death. You may never... Well, no, he didn't. Well, yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, he kind of did. No, he took the pills on purpose so he would be able to do what he did. Well, he fell back into his addiction. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He made the decision in that moment. He didn't fall back in the decision. He made the decision what he was going to do. That's why he did that. If his drinking wasn't a problem, that guy, her manager, her manager wouldn't have said what he said to him. He said, you're going to go back to it. He said, you can do this for a while, but you're going to go back. It's only a matter of time. He didn't. Alan, you missed the point of that whole thing. You missed the point. The guy was blaming him for holding her back. Yeah. Well. And then when she confirmed it, that she was canceling the European tour, he's like, I am holding her back. If you haven't, if you haven't picked it up by now, I didn't like the movie. And I wasn't that impressed either. Okay. Well, just like the movie ended tonight, I guess we're going to end this kind of on a downer. <laughs> I wonder if people sit around and say, that a sandwich is some loving podcast. <laughs> like, dude, those that dudes, didn't live up to the hype. Do they ever say anything positive? That did not live up to the hype. Hey, I mean, well, I've heard other people, but we're returning them for the first time tonight. I've heard other people say it was really good. And I'm just, I, the more I think about it, the madder I get. This is good in just a different way. Eh, good is subjective. That's true. That is very true. Well, I'm ready to go to bed. All right, babe. Oh, um, we're busy, we- busy day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we pumped up just real quick and then we'll finish. We pumped up. Um, meeting Jerry Jones, the last <gasps> episode. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. We didn't even talk about it. I'm so sorry. And, um, we didn't meet him. Well, in fact, we didn't go to the party. We didn't go to the party. No, Kelly and I did the biggest give up, give up, failed, just we're out. Bit. We had a reason. We were going. We were tired because we were still kind of hungover from, okay, this party was Monday night. My office party was Saturday night. And I'll be honest, the older you get, it takes time to recover. And I was just exhausted Monday night. But then I got an email And Alan's whole goal of going to this big Christmas party where Jerry Jones was going to be was to get a selfie with Jerry Jones. That was his goal. He had somebody that knew somebody that knows Jerry that he thought, man, we're going to get it. This is going to be it. That's his whole goal. And I was prepared to be embarrassed because Alan's going to follow Jerry Jones around like a puppy dog like he did the last time we were at a party and end up with no picture. Sure would. We got an email, I would say approximately three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Telling us, even though we'd already RSVP'd, that the party started at 7.30, we would have to start lining up at 7 o'clock to get in, which I'm like, no, that doesn't sound like fun. No. And then no cameras are allowed. No photos. No photos. So this ended up sounding like the biggest no fun party. It sounded like I was going to be standing in line outside a nightclub, hoping the bouncer deemed me worthy to get in. Right. And then once we got in... No pictures. No pictures, which was Alan's sole. That's the only reason I was going. going. So we were, if we hadn't been hungover and tired, perhaps we would have gone just because it would have probably been a great party. Because so, it is, he always throws a great party. So Kelly says, but, Do you really want to go now? And I was like, No. And she goes, Thank God. Thank God, because I was tired. 
Yeah, we were both tired. So anyway. Anyway, that's that's that, the end of that story. There you go, babe. This is this is gonna be a sandwich and some downer. I know. A upper. Uh, don't forget, you can party with us on New Year's Eve. We will be fully recovered and sober to start drinking all over again as we ring out 2018 and ring in 2019. Go to kellyandallen.com and look under the special offers. Special offers, yeah. Look under special offers and you'll find the link to go to the New Year's Eve party with us. And there are single tickets available. You can, it's always fun to go in groups. If you want to come by yourself, I promise you will have a good time. Hang out with us. You can hang with us. We're going to dance and have a good time. It's open bar, good stuff too. Uh, buffet dinner, champagne toast at midnight, dancing with DJ Mike Morris. There are rooms available as well. We don't want you drinking and driving. If you're going to, you know, not stay in a room, make sure you Uber, have a designated driver. But please come. It's so much fun. New Year's Eve. And tickets are last year. They sold so many tickets. They had a last minute open up another ballroom. This year, they said ticket sales were ahead of last year. And I'm afraid they only have a maximum capacity. So it's going to be once they get to that next ballroom, I don't think there's any place else for people to go. So if you want to come and hang out with us, I guarantee you it's a fun time. Oh, we we like to party. That's right. And I'm going to nap ahead of time. So I'll be ready to stay up. Oh, and here's another upper. So we gave away... Uh, oh, it's at Hilton Granite Park in Plano. Yeah, we gave away two tickets to this party and a hotel stay. Our winners have been contacted. We gave away consolation prizes on the last podcast, or the podcast before last, can't remember. I think it's podcast before. All those winners have been contacted. Your gifts are in the mail. As of tomorrow. Actually, they're in my office. As of time you hear Actually, this podcast. Actually, they're in my office in a giant pile. But, but, I, but they are all packed and ready to be picked up by the mailman thanks to stamps.com i am shipping tomorrow thanks to stamps.com be looking out for your package there you go yes all right that's so it. that's a good way to end that's a good way to end we got a party coming and we're 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 in the giving mood ho 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 not tonight honey not tonight what? i'm not i'm not in the giving mood i'm ready to go to babe bed. <laughs> i'm ready for bed babe all right. In the immortal words. I was hoping there'd be a little. Uh, no. Might fill that. Ba- I'm going to steal this. No, line from you no, no, no. I was hoping we might fill that bath up. No, not tonight. Oh, I'm tired. come on. Can we do it another night? Show a brother some love. <laughs> we can't fill that bath up. Get those little candles not out tonight, again. Not tonight. Put that. Put that I heart. Hey. Put that I heart love song channel on. All right. Let's go. God. All right. In the immortal words of the great Keanu Reeves, life is good. When you have a good sandwich. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.